It's lockdown 2.0. In France and Germany, citizens must hunker down once again. Leaders across Europe struggling to strike a balance in the battle against the resurging coronavirus pandemic. We've known for a while there was going to be a surge of COVID-19 cases in the winter months. And right now, we're seeing that play out in Europe, where infection rates are skyrocketing across the entire continent. Last week, Germany and France announced month-long nationwide lockdowns in response. Here's Germany's Angela Merkel. Our health system can still cope with this challenge today, but at this speed of infections, it will reach the limits of its capacity within weeks. Similar lockdowns are happening in Belgium, in Ireland, in the Czech Republic. And meanwhile, today marks the beginning of England's second national lockdown, just days after the UK passed the grim milestone of one million coronavirus infections. From Thursday until the start of December, you must stay at home. So how did things get so bad? Despite the early warnings of a second wave, why are a lot of countries in Europe under strict lockdown again? Look, there's no one answer to this question, and each country is going to have its own story to tell as to how it got to where it is. But in this episode, we're going to take a deep dive into England with my colleague Salma Abdalaziz. She's a reporter in CNN's London Bureau, and Salma's going to talk about the twists and turns of how England has been dealing with this pandemic and how months of controversy have now led to the beginning of today's national lockdown. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. In order to best understand where England is right now, we have to go back and trace how the country has been dealing with this pandemic over the last eight months. Remember, the UK went into its first national lockdown in March, about a week after some of its European neighbors. As the pandemic escalated, the UK tallied one of the highest coronavirus deaths in the continent. There are also near daily reports of lack of PPE on the front lines, and the government was criticized for having inadequate testing and for taking too long to lock down. Here's Sama Abdalaziz. Every twist and turn Prime Minister Boris Johnson has faced controversy over his handling. He himself has landed in ICU with the virus after he said he shook hands with coronavirus patients. Members of his government have um, been found to violate the restrictions and the measurements that are in place. Their test and trace system has failed. Um, An application that they tried to roll out to the public failed and ended up in a huge financial loss. The result of all this controversy has been a massive downfall in public confidence when it comes to the government's handling. As the number of new infections dipped at the start of the summer, the government started lifting many of the restrictions back in July. Schools resumed. People were urged to return to offices. But basic public health measures weren't adopted. In fact, it wasn't until near the end of July that face coverings were even required in shops and supermarkets. That was a policy Germany had had in place for several weeks by that point. By September, the numbers started to climb again. And not just in the UK, but all over Europe. This was the second wave that scientists had been expecting in the colder months. But before most of these European countries implemented a second nationwide lockdown, they tried something else first. Here's Salma talking about England again. 
So a few weeks ago, a regional lockdown system went into place, and that was announced by the prime minister after he was looking at very high rising figures. The government solution to this was to cut up the country geographically and assign each area into one of three levels based on the rate of infection and the number of coronavirus cases. And then whichever one of those levels you fell into, your area fell into, then you would face different restrictions and different measures. And it's not just England that did this. Germany and France imposed restrictions on a more local, regional level at first as well. In a way, it's sort of a strategy that's similar to using a scalpel to try and slice out an infected area instead of treating the body as a whole. He immediately faced opposition for that strategy. The government scientists had been calling for a nationwide lockdown, what they called a circuit breaker, so essentially a short, sharp Uh, just a couple of week lockdown, but a complete shutdown of the country. The opposition Labour Party, uh, the opposing party here in, in the UK, their leadership called for a nationwide lockdown. Regional leaders across the country were calling for a nationwide lockdown. Business leaders, because they obviously see a short, sharp, but intense lockdown as being more financially, there would be more benefits from the government and it would be more certainty for businesses. And he ignored all of that. And that frustration has boiled into basically outright revolution against the government strategies on pandemic from local leadership. The rebellion Selma is talking about happened between the prime minister, Boris Johnson, and the mayor of Greater Manchester, Andy Burnham. Some have compared it to the clash here in the United States between President Donald Trump and New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio. For 10 days, Mayor Burnham refused to put the local restrictions in place, calling them unfair to his residents. The places they're trying to close in tier three, pubs, Bookies, gyms, these are places where people are, are on low wages. And what we're saying is you cannot take away their place of work and not give them support. So an 18- He just outright refused. He, he protested against it, walked out uh, of City Hall, did a press conference and said, these restrictions are not fair. You have not provided an economic package that is substantial enough for our businesses. What the mayor did is he set a precedent for the country, which is essentially you can fight back. Yes, while your coronavirus number of cases are rising, infection rates are rising, you can become embroiled in a 10-day conflict with the government over restrictions. I think it was a very concerning moment for the country to realize that. The prime minister was becoming increasingly isolated in his strategy. Because areas kept having their restrictions increased so quickly, the question became, well, how many areas have to get to the highest level restrictions before the entire country shuts down. And now three weeks later, he's doing an absolute about face, a complete U-turn. The prime minister, in his statement that he gave on, on Saturday announcing a nationwide lockdown, he says, we've now reached a point where we need to make this decision. That the general threat to public health comes not from focusing too much on COVID, but from not focusing enough, from failing to get it under control. He was looking at projections as high as 4,000 deaths a day if nothing was done about the spread of the virus. And so now is the time to take action because there is no alternative. And from Thursday until the start of December, you must stay at home. You may only leave home for specific reasons. Under this nationwide lockdown, all non-essential businesses will shut down. Pubs, bars, restaurants must close except for takeaway and delivery services. 
People will be asked to stay at home and work from home unless they're key or essential workers. Schools and universities will remain open, but it shuts down most of the country to a much higher degree than it did under the regional system. And of course, it's England-wide rather than city or specific cities or towns. Christmas is going to be different this year, perhaps very different, but it's my sincere hope and belief that by taking tough action now, we can allow families across the country to be together. So that's where you are now as you head into a second lockdown in the country. So it's a very tense moment, to say the least. Much of Europe tried a scalpel to avoid a second wave, and it failed. Now it's going back to the sledgehammer. Strict countrywide lockdowns are back in place to limit social interactions. Now, there could be many reasons why the earlier methods failed. Scientists say that in order for a localized strategy to work, everyone needs to do their part. Health officials need to be able to step in quickly to isolate and trace. And people do need to respect the lockdowns, even if they're localized, and take the risk seriously. Here in the United States, we are still in the first wave of the pandemic, in part because we've never gotten out. We are also seeing a spike in people becoming newly infected. As we go into the eighth month of this pandemic, if there's anything we can and should learn from Europe, it's that the only way any strategy can really succeed is if we all do our part together and consistently. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening.